Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. In a minute, cuz. We live. We live. We live. This is Locked On Hornets, your daily podcast on the Charlotte Hornets and the NBA. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets for the best Hornets coverage anywhere. I'm Doug Branson, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my friend, David Walker. My friend. What's up, buddy? Oh, well, I'm getting over this cold slowly but surely. Picked up a cold. Summer cold. Summer Summer cold, cold. Vacation cold. It's the worst cold. Today's episode is brought to you by SeatGeek. Use our promo code LOHORNETS to get $20 off your first purchase by downloading the SeatGeek app. Going to get started here today with an email from a listener, and Nick, <laughs> one of the best listeners, says, uh, Nick says, good stuff, guys. I love the idea of the draft amongst the podcast if you would tell people that with the 11th pick, we would get a serviceable backup point guard, a rim protector, and a young prospect, I would take it in a heartbeat. Just need to remove the names to really see the value. Is there any way you guys have posted the draft results, or could you walk us through them? I would be interested to see where the people who are in the know with their team would draft players. Well, thanks for mentioning that, Nick. Yeah, we actually we are going to do that, but it will be part of the Locked On NBA podcast coming up over the next uh, week and a half. So subscribe to Locked On NBA with host David Locke, and you will hear not only who everyone picked, but you're also going to see uh, the explanations. Plus, we're going to be doing some Reddit AMAs, Ask Me Anything. Uh, and we'll be doing one on June 19th, I believe. So that's Monday yep. coming up. Uh, but all of the podcasts are going to do their own AMAs describing uh, why they decided to do the things that they did in the draft because we weren't the only ones to make a trade. After we got the ball rolling, there were there was a <laughs> lot of movement. Yeah, there was a lot of people excited for trades, and I think there's going to be some additional analysis, right? Like, is there going to be some some fantasy or just like fit analysis of these guys, or oh, some overall yes. uh, expert analysis of the players uh, as part of these uh, of, of part of the locked on draft? I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, so, locked on fantasy basketball is getting involved. They'll have their analysis plus Mike Schmitz from Draft Express, Draft Expert, Draft Extraordinaire will be giving uh, his opinions on everything that happened in this draft. I think I think he's got to give us some props for the John Collins pick at 23. Yeah, they have they, they may ding think, us right? they may ding us for the trade. Because again, as Nick says, you say Corey Joseph, you say Lucas Nagara, it doesn't scream you know, you did good kid. But <laughs> you know, it just Yeah, but if you drop and you get because they have Collins, I think, going to the Heat at 14, last I checked. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's going to be a value pick. So, you know, the other thing, Doug, like, 
I kind of ha- part of me was like, let's just trade. I know I felt like we could have still gotten Donovan Mitchell, which which we could have, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who, we, who I raved about. But then I kind of wanted to see what would happen if we traded, and and it actually I think it worked out okay. We were we were like the Joker. We just wanted to see a little mm-hmm. chaos. We just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> we wanted to get crazy. Imagine if we hadn't done that and there would have been no trades. I mean, can you imagine how boring that would have been? Yeah. Basically, what we're saying is we saved Locked On in the draft. You're welcome, Locked On <laughs> Podcast Network. Okay. Speaking of Donovan Mitchell, I wanted to I wanted to go next to something I'm calling. Well, I'm not calling this. A lot of people call this. Would you rather popular mm-hmm. popular game? So, uh, David, I know you're really high on Donovan Mitchell right now. Yeah. So I want yeah. to see how high you are on Donovan Mitchell by asking you a series of would you rather questions. Are you ready? Okay. Yes. Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell at 11 or trade up for Dennis Smith? So Dennis Smith is not falling to you necessarily. You would The Hornets would have to give something up to trade up. I think I would say 11 with Donovan Mitchell, not knowing what you would give up, but considering that you'd have to give up something of value to you to move up, I think I would I would stay. A source is telling Michael Scotto, senior writer for Basketball Insiders, that the Hornets will be in attendance at Dennis Smith's Pro Day. <laughs> so I don't think, honestly, that it's out of the question. I think the, the question actually is how high – could the Hornets realistically trade up? And I really think it's sort of capped off at nine or ten. Like the Mavericks at nine. I don't think they could trade yeah. up into eighth. And well, I don't that's probably where they, they might have to be. So let's think about this. There are they would give up their eleven pick and something else mm-hmm. um to, to to move up into that spot. I just and I said, you know, we said before, you know, there's not really a lot of untouchables on this roster. Uh, outside of probably Kemba at this point. So, um, man, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. So I, I just, I'm not going to trade any of the core guys right now for currently what's going to be a backup point guard, even though I think Dennis Smith is going to be special. I think that's how much I like Donovan Mitchell. I think if, if Donovan Mitchell falls to 10, you have to make that call to the Sacramento Kings because I don't think the Hornets will be the only team making that call Don, the Timberwolves. Donovan Mitchell or Dennis Smith? No, if Dennis Smith falls to oh, 10. Oh, yeah, okay. No, Don, okay. I, think Don, I think it's safe to say Donovan Mitchell's going to be there at 11. Yeah. It's, yeah. Not a, it's not a certainty. Nothing's a certainty in this draft. But I think it's safe. If Donovan Mitchell sneaks up, then who falls? That's the question at that point. Um, now, if now say the, the Kings have already taken their point guard, right, and he falls to 10. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. You have, okay. you have okay. to make that call. Because I don't think I think the Timberwolves, the Pistons, are also attending this pro day, and look, they're going out of their way to attend this guy's pro day. And I don't think anyone realistically thinks Dennis Smith will fall to eleven. Again, then it comes into that question that we talked about before: Why would he fall to eleven when he's consensus top ten, like Noah Vonley was uh, top five, top seven for a lot of people, right. and then all of a sudden fell to the Hornets at nine. I think there's a lot more tape on on on, on Dennis Smith, though. I mean, mm-hmm. than there was on say Vonley. Uh, there's a lot more. There was a lot more unknown and a lot more. Uh, it was a lot more raw for for Vonley at that time. Yes, yeah, Smith is an interesting one, though. I mean, uh, because you see, so, I mean, how high did he go? He went pretty. He went 
very high in the uh, in our mockdown draft. Um, so it's six to the magic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that's that's one to watch. I think still on draft night because I think he can get up into that mix. I mean, I think a lot of people are, are going to like him, but there's got to be something. Uh, well, I guess there was a, a history of injury, but he wasn't really. I mean, he didn't get hurt last year. He may have, he may have played, you know, getting better, but he wasn't hurt. That's right. And David, you, listen, you make a good point. You have to give up a lot to get into that top 10. So even if the Hornets were to move up one spot, they'd have to give up a lot. You know what? You also have to give up a lot to get tickets to sporting events because it's tough to find the the, the best deals out there. Buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing and expensive process for a long time, it's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or that show that you want to go to. And now's the time. There's there's concerts everywhere. Basketball is over. You got to find something else to do. And the problem is none of the older ticket sites want to do anything about about it. But SeatGeek, my friends, is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and a website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. The app tells you where the best deals are by searching a variety of ticket sites. You don't even have to do anything. It saves you time and it saves you money. Here's the best part. Our listeners get a $20 rebate off their first purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code. Enter promo code LOHORNETS. That's LOHORNETS. SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first ticket purchase. Download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOHORNETS today. Okay, getting back to this game of would you rather. David, would you rather have Donovan Mitchell at 11 or have the entire world of Twin Peaks revealed to you in an instant? You're going to understand. <laughs> oh, my God. No, your head would explode. No, 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 no. You're going to have. No, 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 no. It would be. Okay. No, it, I don't know if it would explode your head. Let's, let's, let's just say that you could know everything about it. All the David Lynchian metaphors. And imagery would be explained to you in an instant. You wouldn't... That's easy. No, no, no. I wouldn't do that. I mean, I think the journey is part of the experience. No, no, no. Give me Donovan Mitchell and a good cup of coffee. <laughs> All right. Would you rather have Donovan Mitchell at 11 or a guarantee that Steph Curry would join the Hornets after the end of his next five-year deal? Oh, my gosh. This is a guarantee Steph Curry joins the Hornets in five years, or you get Donovan Mitchell at 11. I mean, you have to take Steph, even though it's five years down the road. There may be some injury concerns, but I think you have to take Steph. Especially, think about the way now people are are, are, are training and, and trying to rest their body and you know keeping into shape. So I think you got to take Steph there, unfortunately, Donovan. Sorry. I think five years from now, you're right, there will be some injury concerns. I don't think that he's necessarily going to be able to get to the basket as easily as he does now, but I don't think his shooting will go anywhere. I mean, he'll still be a scoring threat from outside. Um, but yeah, 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 you take a chance that it's not going to dip off that far from you know one of the best players in the league, right? But I think we should go ahead and, and should we just stamp out all expectations that Steph Curry will join the team this summer? Yeah, because I think so. I, th- I, mean, I felt like honestly, I f- before yesterday, I felt like that um, people were pretty much in a consensus that the Hornets were in no position to go out and get Steph Curry, and then right. there there was this discussion that sort of boiled up in the uh, 
at the Hive uh, Slack conversation that made me think, okay, maybe we need to address the fact that the Hornets would have to clear so much space and that would require trading players that that people don't necessarily uh, are, are not necessarily screaming for because uh well for two reasons one there are a lot of players in the Hornets that did not play well so their trade values low but number two th- there are going to be a lot of teams that are in the same position that the Hornets are in which is they're looking at the NBA landscape and going okay the Cavaliers and the Warriors are go- going to be doing this for a few years barring you know an injury or two Right. So why would they go out and take on extra money and extra pieces? It's not like I don't think a ton of teams are going to be trying to take a run at the Cavs or the Warriors. It's going to be one no. or two teams. And of course, the last piece of that is it's going to be very hard to convince Steph to leave what appears to be like the perfect basketball situation, especially. Oh, in yeah, there's that, age. too. I forgot that. <laughs> now, I do think one thing that didn't pop up, I mean, it would be interesting if Steve Kerr does not return to the sidelines. I mean, that's kind of always been the thing in my mind. I think that it could, not that it would, but I just think that changes things just a little bit out there for, for everybody involved, really, and, and Steph included. So, I mean, we don't think that's going to happen. I think it's possible, but um, that would be the one thing that I think could shake things up maybe faster than people expect. But, I mean, right now, why, why would you leave? Like, I understand coming back and doing the whole LeBron thing, returning home and being a champion. But at the same time, look how hard it's been for LeBron. I mean, he's LeBron James and they've given him everything they want. And yes, because of the Warriors. But, you know, it wasn't just like he returned home and, and, and all was well. I mean, they did get the, that first championship. Right. But like it's, it's a lot harder than it's than it than it seems, I think. And so um, when you're in a great situation like that, I mean, by all accounts, that place looks like an amazing job, <laughs> a nice place to live. It feels like they've settled in out there. I think they're comfortable. So, I mean, that, that's going to be a tough one to, to wrangle him away from. Well, and the other thing is, too, so they would have to clear the space to bring in Steph. But Steph would – I don't think that Steph would want to come to a situation that wasn't going to contend for a championship. So they would somehow have to clear enough space while still maintaining – a championship quality team right. and probably bringing in some help for him. And that's just going to be near impossible. So and, I hate yeah, to be like a realist think, guy. Well, yeah. And it's like the, the, the argument is, well, you could come here and, and be the guy, right? You could be the savior. And if you took this team from the bottom of the East or the playoff in the East to a championship level, it's like, but I mean, I think it really does take a special kind of person or just a person that wants to do that, you know, to come in and, and face that uphill battle. Like, I mean, maybe, you know, uh, but LeBron didn't get back there and do that. He instantly made changes. It's not like he took the exact same Cleveland Cavaliers team from the year before. Right. I mean, they did bring in some people and they've been moving pieces around the whole time. So like, yeah, it's nice. It's a romantic way of looking at it, but I mean, reality is, yeah, some things would have to change, and you would have to have a serious uh, desire to just. If the break team, the if the team was serious about making a run at Steph, I don't think that they make the deal for Miles Plumley. I just think their priorities are are somewhere else right now. It feels it feels like th- the message was passed down that hey, it's not going to happen this go around to me. Like like before now, right? Like last season, probably. 
David, would you rather have Donovan Mitchell at 11 or the Jordan 1 retro shattered backboard sneakers oh, going man. on the secondary market from uh, anywhere from $550 to $900? So these suckers just fall out of the sky like mana from heaven. Mana? Mana? FIBA? FIBA? Yeah. They just I knew fall. This was coming. When you started lap, this game. <laughs> you can have them. These are describe these shoes. These are beautiful shoes. These are fantastic shoes. The Air Jordan yeah, 1. These are the best shattered, shoes. Shattered these are the best shoes. Nobody does shoes like these. Uh yeah, this is a special colorway makeup from uh a couple years ago. Nike did it to commemorate MJ went over and played like an overseas game, I think, in Germany and shattered the backboard and this shoe. <laughs> Such an obscure Jordan moment oh, to commemorate. Yeah, yeah it's, there's some grainy video out there on the internet. Uh, you guys can go find it. But yeah, so they made this shoe to match the uniforms that he was wearing. So it's not even like a real original colorway that he had uh, coming out. But the materials on this was like the beginning of the new, uh, really remastered, nice, soft, buttery leather. So like the construction of these things is, is, buttery is, is choice. Is so choice. Uh, I'm going Donovan Mitchell, Doug. Oh my gosh! Now I know Donovan you. Mitchell. Now I know you really love him. I'm re- this is how much. Yeah, uh, a couple drafts ago, I'll probably take in the shoes, but I, I, that's how much I'm in on Donovan Mitchell. I want to see the Jordan One retro golden arches to commemorate Michael Jordan's commercial with Larry Bird for McDonald's. Oh. Where's that colorway? Uh, they've 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 done a. They, I think they've done a shoe, not the one, but I think they did the seven, and they made it up like the shirt he was wearing. That, <laughs> um, in that commercial, it's like I think they it's did like that. Simpsons. They've done everything. Like Nike has with Jordan, they've done everything. There's, There's nothing left to, to commemorate. There's always a story to tell. Maybe they'll commemorate Jordan somehow convincing Steph Curry to join the Hornets. Wow. Hornets had their fourth workout of the summer yesterday, which included a few players they could consider with the 41st selection, including Columbia, South Carolina native and University of South Carolina star P.J. Dozier. In Charlotte, Dozier was open about his strengths and his weaknesses. Um, I think I still have to, you know, work on perimeter shooting. Uh, you know, that's the main focus right now. But, you know, versatility. I, I hang my hat on versatility, being able to play the one through the three and defend the one through the three. Why not another PJ, David? What do you think about Dozier at 41? Well, how much did he remind you of, of Jeremy Lamb? You saw a little bit of him yesterday. It's just, it just a physical makeup. That's what he kind of reminded me of watching the NCAA tournament. Uh, and he had a good run. I was pretty impressed with him because he liked the, the physical skills. What is he, 6'7", 6'8", 6'10 and a half wingspan, something like that? Yeah, he's 6'7 with a 6'11 wingspan. Um, mm. I think he's 6'8 on a good day, uh, 200 pounds. I think he's a little he – could, he could get a little bigger than, than Jeremy Lamb once he fills out. Right. I think um, he's not as good a shooter as Jeremy Lamb was in college, and Jeremy, and he's, but he's a better defender. So is, he, right. he, he may have the physical – a little bit of the physical makeup of Jeremy Lamb, but the game's – are, are completely different. And the one thing that's keeping really the only thing in my mind that's keeping Dozier in the second round is, is a shot chart, which is just full of red. It's bloody. And yeah. um, he will have to probably work on that in the D league. I don't expect him uh, to be an impact player or, or a rotational player immediately, but he is the kind of guy out of the second round because he can defend multiple positions because he does have that six eleven wingspan that, 
you could you could find him a place in your rotation earlier than maybe some of the other second rounders. Uh, and it's rare for a second rounder to make a rotation at all. And I think that this guy could very well um, uh, make a rotation for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, they need they need length on the wing. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting. He and Sundarius Thornwell, of course, were big keys in that South Carolina run. So, I mean, uh, it was fun kind of watching those guys. But um, I'd be interested to see him in this in this lineup, uh, because you mentioned if you put him out there on the wings with, I mean, really anybody, Batum or MKG or I mean, even Lamb. um, Yeah, there's some extra length out there. So and, and, and defense, athleticism and length, it's something that the Hornets have not drafted for a long time so So he could guard he also could guard several positions so if they drafted donovan mitchell and pj dozier and double down i don't i mean that to me that that would i think that would be fantastic i think that would be a step in the right direction i've been thinking a lot about david why fans are sort of coalescing around donovan mitchell at 11 because to me it's Mm -hmm. unusual for any one player uh, who's not really? It's kind of yeah. He's not projected in the top ten. It's, it's easy to see Dennis Smith. It's easy to dream about a guy who may may not be within reach. But Donovan Mitchell, uh, I think Chad Ford has him at eleven, but he's the only one. Everybody else has him in the twelve to fifteen range, and yet mm-hmm. everyone is excited about Donovan Mitchell, who did play in the ACC, did play for Louisville. So you you do you know people got a good look at him here in in NC. Um, but a lot of fans excited about Donovan Mitchell. Why do you think that is? I have a th- I have a little uh, bit is, of a theory. Is it his Draft Express highlight tape? Yeah, uh, I, think, I think I know. I think yeah, I think that's it. I think that he. Um, I think the the fans are screaming for athleticism. They they yeah. saw a team last season that excelled at basketball IQ and excelled at skill, but they weren't burning up Sports Center highlight tapes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that whether it's Dennis Smith, because Dennis Smith can do the same thing as well, or Donovan Mitchell, yeah. I think fans would be really excited to bring in a guy who could uh, put down a ferocious slam, um, could, you know, come around the weak side and, and, you know, get up top for a huge block. I, I think I think fans would really enjoy that. And I think that's part of the reason why they're coalescing around him more so than Zach Collins, who I honestly think... Yeah. If I'm being honest, I think Zach Collins might be the better fit for what the Hornets need at this time, which is like, which is two way play. And I think he's he's athletic for his position, not as athletic as Dennis Smith or Donovan Mitchell, but more athletic for his position than normal. And and I think Zach Collins would might be the better pick. And Luke Kennard, I think there's an argument for Luke Kennard mm-hmm. and the Hornets need for. Definite outside shooting, which neither Donovan Mitchell, um, PJ Dozier, or uh, Dennis Smith give you. I think there's an argument for Luke Kennard as well, but I think fans are coalescing around Donovan because there has been a lack of that elite athleticism yeah. on this Hornets roster. I, I think you're exactly right. I mean, that's a big reason I'm so high on him. It's been the, it, they're starved for that, right? I mean, guys like, if you look in Washington, right, like they've got Ubre and Porter. And of course, John Wall, and I mean even Beal. Like they've got a, a good group of guys in there that can a guard multiple positions, get out and run the fast break, finish above the rim, and make a shot every now and then. Same thing with like Jalen Brown and uh, and Marcus Smart and Avery Bradley and a bunch of guys in Boston. So I mean, when you're watching these playoffs, 
Doug, you're seeing these guys with elite athleticism, you know, guard several guys, get out there, make a shot every once in a while. And I think that's something that's severely lacking on this Hornets team. And it's becoming apparent that that's kind of the new mold of, of, of how teams are, are building their core, right? They've got several guys that can do that. So the Hornets have got to start adding some more guys that fit that uh, bill. And I think Donovan Mitchell is really the first guy that's a um, attainable. I mean, I think it's, it's all agreed upon that he's going to be right around there at 11 unless something really shakes out, in which case you'd have somebody else fall. Um, so I think there's a level of attainability there that's a, that's intriguing. And then, I mean, look, his highlights are fascinating. But also, I do think, you know, what we've seen from him in interviews. I mean, he comes across really well. Um, he seems like a guy that's willing to work. And, and I don't think you can overlook uh, the defensive mindset that he brings as well. I mean, he wants to be out there and challenge guys. And so I think, uh, you know, what he brings to the table in terms of, maturity and and willingness to work and just pure athleticism I think is really appealing to a lot of Hornets fans and it, it gives them something they don't have like you said like they haven't seen it over the last couple of years and you know that's a tough one I mean if Zach Collins is there and Donovan Mitchell is there the Hornets are definitely going to have to think about it and I think Kennard is going to be there too but with those two guys I, I just think you are you are adding things that a that we've seen they may be the better pick you know, we'll see a few years down the road, but Donovan Mitchell has the chance to be something, I think, greater than that. If he can, you know, keep working on that shot, be a dependable knockdown shooter, be that combo guard that every team is really looking for in this day and age. And I think he just brings a lot to the table as well as having maybe a, a higher upside. David Kimmel Walker will not end his summer without an honor of sorts. He made the list of top five shacked in a fool moments. He hit the shimmy after his three goes in, out, in, and back out again against Miami against the Miami Heat in Charlotte. Did that swaggy P impersonation. That was good for number five on the list of best Shackton moments. MVP <laughs> uh, went to Russell Westbrook. So there you go. And I want to shimmy Walker. too. You know, we knew that was special uh, when we saw it, and it I felt, think it had a, it felt real. Yeah. I think it had a little bit to do with it with the Nick Young comparison, but uh, it has it, it has merits on its own. So uh, it had the perfect camera shot too. It, yeah, exactly, it, it, when it showed on replay after replay after replay, and it did have the perfect camera shot. So congrats, Kimba. And they love to they love to creatively edit in the coaches' reactions. It's not necessarily the reaction that the coach had at the time, but they always you know find a coach. Yeah, with a weird sort of like, what are you doing reaction to cut in there? And Steve Clifford might be one of the best at that particular <laughs> look of just like, what the hell are you doing? Just spitting his gum out on the floor. You know, I think it's cool that like, God, not, it's good for guys like Kimba, I think, because Kimba, by all accounts, I mean, seems to have a, a decent sense of humor. Uh, and he really took a step forward this season, too. So, I mean, I think it's it's kind of fun. To just you know poke poke uh, fun at yourself, and I think Kimba will take it. I wonder right how way. much so as opposed to as opposed to maybe it would be funny though if he went back at Shaq and just started a Twitter beef with him just for the offseason. Yeah, I can't imagine Kimba Walker starting a Twitter <laughs> beef with anyone. <laughs> I I wonder if Russell Westbrook will have a sense of humor about it because we know we've seen Javale McGee not have a sense of humor about it Did at not. all. Yeah. And uh, MVP goes to Russell Westbrook, and they showed a, it was for his his travel where he took like, he just cradled the ball like a little baby and, um, right. you know, walked like five or six steps before dribbling. 
and you wonder if if he has a sense of humor about things like that. But look, when you when you average a triple double, it means that you do a lot. And when you do a lot, there is a byproduct. There is no reaction without a another an action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Think, it's science. I think, I think it, it's math. I think I'll take it in I'm, stride. So, I'm, still, I'm still under the weather, by the way. <laughs> under a lot of medication. All right. Oh, boy. All right. That's all the time we have. Uh, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Hornets here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Also, make sure you let us know what you think about Donovan Mitchell. Would you rather have him or those sweet sneaks? Or mm. let us know about PJ Dozier. And your thoughts on the Donovan Mitchell, Kennard, Zach Collins. Why do you love Donovan Mitchell? Because I know a lot of you love him out there. Why do you love him? Tell us what you think on Twitter, at Locked on Hornets. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And if you have uh, longer questions and thoughts, make sure to send those to buzzbuzz at LockedOnHornets.com. We're back again tomorrow. For David, I'm Doug. Go Hornets. Go America. Let's swarm Charlotte.